Hello. Uh, hey. Happy 2017. We're back and ready to talk your ear off, I, I, I guess. Yeah, or something. Yeah, sorry about the about the delay. Life gets in the way sometimes. But here we are talking we- to you <laughs> about stuff and things. Uh, stuff. Something we're not going to talk to you about is a follow-up because we have none. Nada. So, so kind of a bummer. Yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of just sit here and take up the time that we would have used addressing follow-up. Uh, let's just get into it. All right. So today we are talking about a very, uh, very unique, very special yerb that comes to us from Brazil by way of Uruguay. Right. Today we are talking about del cebador, which of course means from the cebador. <laughs> that was an amazing translation. I mean, how would you translate cebador yeah, as is... the guy who sebs? The the guy the yeah the guy who, who does the sebbing, uh, the person who prepares the the infusion of yerba mate. So yeah, next time next time you're in Uruguay, and you know if if you, if you don't speak Spanish, you can find someone who speaks English and be like, hi, uh, I'm I'm really sorry. I was looking for uh, some mate um, of the brand of the man who makes the mate. Do you ha- do you have that? They'll know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we've since uh, you know we since we've haven't recorded in a few weeks. We've known that we were going to do this episode for a while. So I went on the company's website, and you know they're they're one of those companies. The company that that makes it is called Molino Puritas, and they're one of those companies. You know the mega the mega conglomerate agriculture they make everything from you know beans to cheese to sherb you know and everything in between um but unfortunately their website is one of those where it's it's worthless it's terrible pages upon pages of nothing it's like yeah. why did you even bother <laughs> i mean all you have are pictures i don't need to know like i don't need to see pictures of your beans pictures of your pasta <laughs> pictures of the packages of your yerb like ugh. and then you click on it and then they're like del salvador so good much classic wow <laughs> you know and then it tells you like what size packages it comes in so i can tell you you know that the i can tell you the hard i can answer the hard-hitting questions i know you dear listener when you found out we were going to be doing this episode on del salvador the first thing you thought of was oh my gosh i wonder what size packages it comes in well i have the answer it comes in 100 gram 500 gram one kilo and five kilo packages all right oh wow yeah so theoretically somewhere at you know uruguayan costco you can buy a five kilo package Oh. of uh del salvador i've Oof. seen i've seen the five kilo packages of uh canarias canarias yeah they, they're basically you know like the the big kind of paper bags that uh like flour comes in like big bags of flour that's essentially what it looks like like it's <laughs> literally that or like uh or like um like cat food you know yeah how like cat food chicken food dog food comes in you know like the big paper sack with uh, the the the, th- the string at the top that you have to cut and you pull and you never get it right. At least I never get it right, and I have to just cut the whole thing off. Um, so yeah, it comes in one of those, except it's yerb. 
um, which seems like like the worst possible way because <laughs> then you have to I mean do you just store that in your yeah in your uh, garage yeah or like I mean <laughs> you, you get that in your uh, in your uh, cupboard put it put it underneath the sink or something and you know do you just have a scoop <laughs> I don't know it seems like a terrible way to buy sherb unless you're like a, a cafe or you're feeding it to horses <laughs> yeah, seriously I would like a five kilo bag though, like just, you know, kind of hand up on hand and like just keep it, you know, stored away somewhere, but then like, you know, have a jar, you know, out in the, you know, in my, my kitchen so I can, you know, easily scoop it out or whatever, but we don't have the, uh, we don't have the blessing of uh, having that here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, unfortunately that's essentially all that their website was good for um they do have a uh, intense flavor variety which is funny because i feel like most companies produce a it's less smoother. intense flavor <laughs> yeah so th- it's kind of funny that they produce a uh, a more stronger version now with 20 percent more stronger <laughs> um yeah uh so yeah sorry their website's no good um their packaging also has like a ton of text on it yeah but it's all pretty like generalized it's just it's just marketing speak just talking up their their stuff it's just like oh from the beginning of time man has only known one thing and that thing was del semador no i mean but that's that's essentially what it it's saying it's just like only the best Sebador just use this because blah blah blah. It's I can't I can't even I try to read it and just like my brain shuts down because it's just so much BS. It's, and then like the only relevant piece of information is they is they say they have what they call a cosecha especial and it's like okay, great. Okay, tell tell us more, please. But of course they don't. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I uh, That's literally all it says. They say, okay, hold on, let me go back. Um, if, 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 since we have so little to go off of, we might as well really, really milk it. So it says that their long tradition, uh, blah, 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 oh my gosh, blah, 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 skipping ahead. Um, okay, yeah, so they have the, the, the best... Basically, the cosecha is, you know, the they, of the best, the best, you know, branches, the best plants in Brazil, following years and of tradition, you know, dried and ground in the finest ways for the Uruguayan taste. Uh, yeah, blah blah blah. It's a year. It's a special year, pure and without additives, with the bitterness ripe for enjoying it's uh, it's really frustrating when you're trying to do research on a product and oh oh did, did i did i mention i reached out to this company did oh I yeah that? no you didn't okay yeah sorry i i should have said that first i uh, go because the first thing i did was i went to their website the second thing i did was read the package the third thing i did was say it a this is worthless. I'm going to write them an email. So I wrote them an email in Spanish, you know, saying, hey, I'm doing a research for a podcast about one of your products. I was wondering if you could answer a few questions. And I got bupkis. 
they did not answer my email um, unless <laughs> unless they answered like today um, and it went to my junk mail folder. <laughs> but I've been checking the junk mail. But yeah. Um, ah, lame. Oh my gosh, they responded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So, so okay. Yeah, so, so the website said nothing. The package says essentially nothing. I mean, the package literally only says we have a very special harvest, and it's very special, and it's very high quality. And you're gonna have you're gonna have to believe me. It's very great. I don't know. Um, it does come to us by way of Tuparanji. Tuparenji, excuse me. Tuparenji, Rio Grande do Sul. Somewhere in Brazil. Well, somewhere in southern Brazil. Is Clark... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm Clark's gonna look that looking up. that up. Something that we probably could have done before we started recording. But uh, Molino Poritas, they are based in Montevideo, capital city of Uruguay. Um, and uh, the, the company that handles the actual production over in Brazil is called uh Wedor in industrial okay um because apparently apparently um what am i trying to say it's it's uh it's 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 everything apparently happens in brazil like i know sometimes you know they'll 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 take the the raw material and they will send it over to you know a, the company headquarters in another state or another country and then that from there they will do their processing. But no, apparently, judging from what it says on their website, like this is literally the only piece of information that it says, other than much harvest. Wow, five kilogram bags. Such a maze. Um, they say <laughs> that uh, it's dried and processed in Brazil. Well, now I can't remember if it says it on the website or the package. Anyway, so so few. It's it's like finding the needle in the haystack. Really, the hay of marketing babble and the needle of useful facts um but yeah so it, it is it, the production is completely handled by this company Wedor Industrial uh which is located in Tuparenji, Hugrenji do Sul um I'm guessing they yeah. they own the I, I I don't really know I, I tried looking them up not a whole lot of about them online I don't know if they are the ones that just kind of manage the land or what I don't really know. Yeah. So where is Tuparenji? So, so yeah, it's actually really close to Argentina. Um, it's about an hour away from Santo Angelo oh. in uh, Rio Grande do Sul. And then it's um, about an hour, 40 minutes from Obera Misiones. Okay, so, so it's, 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 like, r- it's right there in the business. Yep, yep, it's right there. So it's, All right. I mean, still like... Pretty much in the middle of nowhere, right? Besides, you know, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So apparently, you know, all the production happens in this place, and then I guess they send it to to the the Molino Puritas warehouse, where it get then gets distributed to a supermarket nowhere near you, <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you live in Uruguay. Um, so that's yeah. that's what we've got about the company and the origin of the herb. Um, I know, for example, Canarias is aged anywhere from four to six months, um, as we will get to talking here in a second. I'm gonna guess that it's aged less, um, but let's 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 talk about that. Let's talk about the cut. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
So it is more or less, you know, a pretty standard you're going cut. However, it does differ in some key ways. I'll, I'll, I guess, so, so I guess it's not really a standard you're going cut. I don't know. It, it is and it isn't. It, yeah. um, if I know one word that I would use to describe the sherb is it's really fluffy. Yeah. So like the leaf cut, while still uniform, you know, is maybe a little larger than you would typically see in Uruguayan, just slightly, yeah. slightly, yeah, slightly, slightly larger, larger leaves. Um, more stick than you would imagine mm-hmm. in a Uruguayan. Still, probably it it still probably falls under the pure leaf, um, legal whatever, whatever. Because I think pure leaf you can still have up to like ten percent stick matter or something like that. Because um, you know it's, it's almost impossible to have one hundred. Well, some companies do it, but I don't think it's any good. Anyway, <laughs> um, lots of dust. Um, and the, the the thing that is kind of interesting is this this if you get this stuff fresh, it's a lot greener than you would typically imagine Uruguayan stuff being. Um, yeah, significantly. And it smells greener. Yeah, and it smells. tastes greener too. It's a funny, weird kind of not like bad, but it's definitely like its own it's, thing. It's not your typical Uruguayan. Mate. Yeah, like it does have some of you know the maltiness, the creaminess, but it has a lot more of like the herbaceousness and the vegetalness, and even you know some kind of like weird like chocolateness. That's in yeah. It. It, it, it's it, I know vegetal chocolate does not sound very good, and and to tell you the truth, the first the first round or so of the, of Del Salvador is kind of rough because you do get a mouthful of that really greenness mixed in with that maltiness and you're like wow there's a reason that Ovaltine does not make like green shakes um (laughs) but once you get past that like it's really quite good yeah um and that's sort of why i think that it's probably aged less than four to six months just because it is quite a bit greener obviously we're not talking about like shimahong levels of green but i mean if you if you held this up next to like Sada Canarias, even Butto Export, like you could pick it's, you could pick out the Del Salvador. Yeah, I mean, I would say maybe like two to four months would be a fair assumption. What do you think? Yeah, I would say that. Obviously, <laughs> there's no real way to tell. <laughs> nope, I am not that much of a mate professional, so yeah. And since no one is responding to our emails, uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> lots of a good, good, good bit of powder. Obviously, Uruguayan. Um, it's so yeah. It 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 is. I think the slightly. I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I really want to be careful when I say slightly larger because it really is very slightly larger. Like it's just like it's yeah. it's just enough to notice because there are just sort of a little bit larger chunks, whereas like Canarias. Butto export, you know, Sada, um, even like Cabrao. Um, it's just they're, very, they're just very really like, small little really tiny of yeah. leaf, right? And then Del Salvador is just a little bit bigger, and, you know, they've got a little bit of stick, lots of dust, and all that just kind of makes for this really, really fluffy, soft sherb, which is good, which is great. Um, make It's really nice, you know, in your gourd. And, uh, yeah. So maybe we should just start drinking it. Yeah, let's get drinking. Let's get into it. Oofta. So made some in my uh one of my one of my leather wrapped Uruguayan gourds, drinking with a silver plated Uruguayan straw. Fancy. Putting some uh hot dihydrogen monoxide 
You know, uh, you got, it sounds like a chemical. It is a chemical, actually. You uh, you got to be careful. A hundred percent of people that come in contact with dihydrogen monoxide are known to die. Exposure to dihydrogen monoxide is a hundred percent fatal. Eventually. <laughs> Good bit of foam on this stuff. I mean, it really is. It's a weird combination because it's very kind of, it's a lot brighter than other Uruguayan beverages, mate infusions of the like. But, you know, you can still like, it's sort of, it's sort of like a distant cousin. Like you look at it and it's like, you're your own thing, but I can, I, I, I stand you next to, you know, another one of your relatives and I can see, yeah, you guys are related. <laughs> like a second or third cousin or something. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely Uruguayan. But if you had two gourds, one with Canarias, one with Del Salvador, and you had them back to back, you know, with a little palate cleanser in between. But I mean, you would, oh. you would really be able to, be like, whoa, these are these are two different things. Definitely, you know, sure. like you really get that maltiness. You really get that creaminess mixed in with the with the brightness. It shouldn't work. It really shouldn't. But it does. <laughs> Somehow it does. Somehow it does. Like I said, the first the first round, you know, the first round of mate is almost always bad because you know it's kind of cold and or it's you know you're drinking a little bit of the stray the stray twigs and leaves or whatever but the, the first round of cell of seb is pretty pretty rough but after that it smooths out and it gets real nice clark's drinking it this is this is the first time you've had you know fresh del Salvador in a while huh oh in a long time i mean i mean i think I don't know if we drank it once before, just like when I came over. I that would have been the only other time, but honestly, like it's been a while. What are you thinking? What are you tasting? Um, good stuff. I'm st I'm I'm uh All right, well, we'll see you next time. <laughs> well, see ya. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's weird. Um it reminds me like the first couple sips were like, "Oh, this kind of tastes like shimaho." And but then like it's not. It's like when it first touches your palate, you're like, "Oh wow, this is like f fresh or like right, like green or but then like as it develops in your mouth, it's more of a it definitely shows off those like multi characteristics of a <clears throat> of a Uruguayan cherba. Um, like now, this is probably a really bad example, but it kind of reminds me of uh, back a few years ago. Like I would kind of experiment, and I mixed uh, shimaho with with Canarias, and it was like infidel. Oh. Or blasphemer. <laughs> Probably not infidel. <laughs> I retract my statement. Blasphemous. Yeah. That would be accurate. Um, like, 
is weird because I could taste the Shimaho and the Kanadia separately, but they didn't really combine. And it was Ugh. just kind of like a, it was just a waste of Sherba and Erva. Um, this kind of reminds me of that, but it's, it's different because obviously like it's its own thing. Like it's, it's aged to be this way. And, uh, and like he said, like, like Steven said, like it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. It, I mean, it's really unique. Like it's, it's hard to describe. I mean, if you, if, 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 if you're the type that maybe you, you, you've drunk a lot of Shimaho and you think, Oh, Shimaho, it's a little too green for me. And you've drunk a lot of, of Uruguayan. You say, you know, Uruguayan's, even the, the, the suave stuff is, is really too strong for me. Maybe give Del, Del Salvador a try. Maybe because it's kind of it kind of bridges the gap. Oh yeah, it bridges the Big gap time. in a weird way that it probably shouldn't, but does. Um, yeah, because I, I was gonna say like it's it's really not as not even close to as bitter as any other Cana- or uh, Canadians. Yeah, um, Uruguayan Sherba. Like it's you know it's got those characteristics of Uruguayan, but it's it doesn't smack you in the face. Like it's no, not at all. Really pleasant, and like I said, I think I think that comes from it being aged less. That's what that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, if if we had more information about you know the aging process or anything, we could try to draw more conclusions. But we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here, figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Good bit of foam though. This stuff really does foam up quite yeah, nice. Yeah, it does. Like, I mean, we're just using just kind of a normal, you know, silver lined glass thermos with a little, you know, precision spout. You know, typically when you want to see like, you know, like car wash levels of foam, you got to use an air pot, you know, with the pressurized of water. But I mean, just with the the the, the simple pour, low pressure, we're getting nice suds over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the other kind of interesting thing about this stuff is that you kind of need to be aware of is, is it doesn't, the flavor doesn't last super long. It's, no. It's sort of, you know, eh, medium. Cause you know, with Uruguayan, you kind of expect that stuff to last essentially forever. I don't think I've ever actually like, I don't think I've ever washed out like completely a gourd of Uruguayan. I usually will just get you, tired you of you it. Dump it before then. Yeah. I, for me, I've, um, <clears throat> washed out plenty gourds of uh of del salvador mm-hmm. and it's nice um just recalling my past experiences with it like i really don't really enjoy washing i never really enjoyed washing out you know asada or canarias or cabral but this stuff asada asada oh <laughs> As- acai asada <laughs> no i thought you said asada like a like, oh as- <laughs> we're gonna make an asada i was like you're washing out Grilled meats, washed out grilled meats, just scrubbing them away. That sounds like a really nice thing. <laughs> oh man! So if you ever, if you if you take anything away from from this episode, just know that uh, never go to Clark's house to eat asada. <laughs> it might be a little might, soapy. I taste might taste some suds in there. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so just just know, you know, you're you're not gonna necessarily get six liters out of a gourd of of del salvador like you might with you know a a really fat packed uh canarias 
well, <laughs> I don't really know how if you can get six six liters out of a gourd of Kanadis. Probably not. Like I said, I've never gone that far with Uruguayan. Yeah. My, um, uh, you want to talk about our first experiences with this stuff? Do you, sure. Do you recall? I re I remember. Yeah. Um, Oops. Starting to timber. Should I just, oh, let, no, it just let it go? Thing? Yeah. Just let it go. Um, I remember the first time I tried it was uh, basically just saw saw an ad for it essentially um, on the YouTubes, and they're like, "Yeah, this stuff's pretty unique," and uh, we're selling it. It was a uh, Dave over at Circle Drink and Yerba Mate Land. Um, he says, "Yeah, you know, we're selling it. It's pretty unique. So grab some, try some." That's pretty much what happened. I bought a kilo and uh, tried it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is this is pretty unique. Pretty tasty." definitely not something i want to drink every day just with how unique it is but you know like i got it and it was good what about you clark um actually funny enough it was the same kind of thing um yeah the first time i ever tried it was uh i i got a kilo from dave out at circle of drinks slash yerbamate land um i think it was the end of 2014 um yeah that was, so. that was roughly when he first started getting it and then uh Got a kilo and I was just like blown away. And um, me and my wife, we were you know dating long distance at the time, and she loved it. And so like, man, I I was really taking it like I wouldn't drink it every day because of how unique it was. Um, then like the last time she came to visit, I was like, hey, you like you take the rest because like, you know, I just wanted to show like, hey, like. <laughs> She didn't have any mate, but right. you know she's going back to Mexico, and we weren't going to see each other for like five months. So I was like, you know, take this, like I can get some more. And I hadn't really got any more until <laughs> like a long while later. But um, yeah, I uh, I really need to get myself another kilo of this stuff because I've just been missing out. Yeah, it's and oh. and sort of you know on a related note, you know Clark complaining that the that the wall fell down, the mound fell down. Reason is. Um, I didn't put very much yerb into the gourd. It's a quite a big gourd, and I, I wanted to not use a whole lot <laughs> because it is so freaking hard to get this stuff. Um, so I really do kind of I'm, – I'm stingy with it. Um, so, rightly so. So, you know, you that's kind of the – when you have a really big gourd and you don't put n quite enough yerb, you know, it doesn't really uh, have enough to, to kind of hold on to, and, and it will, you know, kind of timber a little bit. But, uh, you know – it was either that or I had to use like four more tables, <laughs> tablespoons or something. Maybe not Yeesh. that much, but yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you know, I really, really am trying to savor this stuff and go slow on it because um, if you live in the U.S., the only two places that you can really kind of realistically get it are Yerba Mate Land, um, run by you know Dave from Circle of Drink, or you can order it from Udo Shop um, over in the U.K. Um, Udu Shop does um, shipping to the U.S. and they make it really easy to do so. Um, if you live in Europe, it's much easier to get. Um, like every single Polish, Russian, Czech, freaking Mate website, I feel like sells it. <laughs> oh um, yeah. <laughs> but most of those websites, they either just flat out don't offer shipping to the U.S. or they make it complicated. And that's why I say if you do live in the U.S. And Yerba Mate Land doesn't have it because they, more often than not, don't.
don't have it. Um, I believe they have some right now, although I, they might be sold out. I'm not sure. But um, Udushot pretty much always has it, um, and you'll you'll pay for it. Um, it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not ludicrously expensive. I mean, you're gonna but you're gonna pay close to you know, at the end of the day, you know, depending on the exchange rate, you know, twenty twenty five dollars a kilo essentially for it, um, and that's why don't drink that's another reason why i don't drink it every day um and when i do drink it at least this time i don't tend to use a whole lot of sherb or i tend to use a smaller gourd um although with the first package i got i drank it so slowly that it actually went stale before i finished it um <laughs> luckily it was only maybe like 200 grams it was just the, the, the little the, the tail end of the bag um <laughs> it turned into canadias no i'm just kidding <laughs> no it really doesn't that's a, that's the thing you know when they age these the, the herb you know they do it in a very specific way it's it's not going to age more just sitting in the bag on no, your bookshelf. it will not get it, better it, it, no it, it gets worse <laughs> people you know sometimes people are like oh yeah i drink it uh well past the expiration date and if you do good for you um i've drunk I mean, with Shimahong, that's a non-starter. Obviously, you no, know it turns no it turns it turns to basically sawdust. Sawdust, yeah, pretty um, much tastes like it. Um, Argentine stuff, yeah, you can get away with with you know six months after Paraguayan stuff. Same, um, Uruguayan, same. You know, six months after, but after that, it it really does start to kind of taste like like dusty and old and bad. Um, yeah. That's accurate. That's... I I mean, like to to be fair, I really don't have a lot of experience drinking stale sherb because I've I've never really had to. Um, I've accidentally bought some Canarias that was like a year past its expiration date. Tried it and I'm like, oh yeah, this this tastes like attic. This tastes like basement. Um, so that that's that's <laughs> where most of my experience come from. I've had a couple of Argentine, like an old old package of a uh, Rosa that was like eight months past. And yeah, it's like it tastes okay, but you can definitely tell, you know, it's it's a little past its prime. Yeah, at least it doesn't make <laughs> you sick or anything. It shouldn't, at least. It's not like you know, it's not like it's gonna go rotten. No, it's just, I mean, it's dry leaves. So, yeah. So yeah, um, it's a very good <clears throat> thing. It's a very uh nice nice herb. You know, it's it's uh it's very smooth, especially for Uruguayan. You know, that's kind of the thing they uh. They promote as that it's a you know a traditional Uruguayan that without you know acidity doesn't make you you know have stomach problems blah 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 because um, it is it is very nice very smooth um, it's definitely different um, if if you're just in love with the way that the stereotypical Uruguayan sherba tastes like you might not like this stuff yeah this might not be the best option you know it because it is it's it's very unique. Um, the one thing I think that I it, it, that tastes the closest to is if you've ever had Mate Factor Fresh Green. If you've ever drunk that hot, I think that's the closest thing. I mean, I, it, it's 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 still pretty different. Yeah, because that that stuff kind of tastes like broccoli to me. <laughs> I was actually gonna make a comment about it when I took my first drink, and I was like, uh, no, because like yeah. I, I'm really not a fan of hot. Mate Factor Fresh Green. Yeah, I, but drink, like, it, I drink it cold. Just like a touch. Just like, I guess the, the smell is decent, so I guess that's kind of what reminded uh-huh. me of it. But yeah, still still different. Yeah, so it's it's good stuff. Definitely, you know, if you're feeling adventurous, if you've been drinking a lot of 
you know, if you've been drinking a lot of Uruguayan and you want to, you know, just kind of see what else there is to see. Because Del Salvador is a very popular brand. It's pretty widely accessible and available. It's not like a it's not like a hyper local regional brand or something that you get sometimes down there, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's a national brand and it's very popular. Um, but, you know, it's it, just a, yeah. hard to come by outside, the... outside of Uruguay and I guess outside of Europe. It's really only in the U.S. where we're kind of screwed on that front. Yep. But yeah, so if you know if you're you're super into Uruguayan and you just want to kind of check out the rest of the scope, see what else there is, or if you're into Shimahon and you want to try something, you know, maybe a little bit funkier, if you're just you know an Argentine man looking looking to just expand your horizons, uh, you really can't go wrong trying some Del Salvador. It, it, yeah, it definitely is you know kind of a risky move because like I like we said you know it's it's hard to get and because of that it is you do tend to pay a little more for it. But uh, if you know if you've been drinking mate a while, you know you you'll either learn to love it, or you'll you probably have a friend you could give it to, or you know me, just send it our way. <laughs> yeah, just send it our way. We'll we'll take it off your hands, and we'll thank you by saying thank you in a future episode. Um, <laughs> yes. Any, anything else, Clark? Um, not that I can think of. Um, yeah, we pretty much covered it. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot to cover. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank big, huge, mega shout out to Molino uh, Molino Puritas for dropping really just dropping the ball on the information. Man, I mean, just spectacular fail on their part. Um, but uh, it's 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 not too late to to you know correct the error of your ways and send us you know some of those five kilo packages yeah. our way. We won't hate you after re- that. Re- reach out to us, uh, mateguys at gmail.com. <laughs> speaking of mataguys.gmail.com i think that's going to be it for this episode Um, yeah yeah i think so so uh thank you for listening uh happy 2017 we've got more episodes coming um please 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 subscribe to us in your favorite uh, podcast listening shindig leave us reviews in your favorite podcast shindig um if you are an itunes listener please 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 leave us one of your reviews it would mean the world to us um questions complaints comments concerns send them to mateguys at gmail.com you can leave a comment on our blog at mateguys.com but we don't typically read that and i don't know if someone's honking out there or if someone's car alarm i think someone was honking anyway um what was i saying oh yeah we don't really check the comments on the blog there that much um a lot of of spam it really is mostly just to host the RSS feed for the podcast. But uh, if you send us an email at mataguys at gmail.com, 100% we will re- we will respond to you. Yep. Um, and uh, reviews, leave us your reviews, subscribe, uh, rate and subscribe. <laughs> Good old YouTube 2007. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> yep. All righty. See you later. See ya. <laughs>